Welcome to Beyond the Bio with me, Sophie Milliken. In this podcast series, we are going to be delving into all of the different ways that you can raise your professional profile. On this episode of Beyond the Bio, I am joined by Marina Pearson, who is an embodied love guide for women. Over the past 15 years, Marina has worked with mums and women by running retreats and guiding circles and hosting podcasts alongside authoring two books, the bestseller Goodbye Mr. X and The Joy of Being to unshackle women from stress and anxiety. Marina's work has also been featured in Marie Claire, New Magazine, Best, Sky TV, The Guardian, This Morning, and more. Really excited to share this episode with you because Marina has some real book magic stories to share with us. It's really inspiring to hear from someone who's had so much success with her book and has really leveraged it to create so many other opportunities. So let's get stuck in. So welcome, Marina. Marina Pearson, welcome to Beyond the Bio. It's great to have you on the show. I'm super excited to hear about what writing a book has done for you and some of that book magic, which we would love to hear about. So um, do you want to just start off by giving us a brief intro about you and what, what you do? I break women free of their people-pleasing chains so that they can manifest and create healthy relationships with the masculine. That's where I am now in my current work. Excellent. Okay. So we are talking about uh, book and book magic, books and book magic. So let's kick off with hearing what made you decide to write a book in the first place. It was interesting because the first initial thought when I was thinking was actually more of a therapeutic thing for me because the book I wrote that that, that really changed things for me was um, Goodbye Mr. X, which at the time was talking about how to let go of an ex-relationship and heal so that you could move on. And I'd had many relationships in that. In So I kind of was a bit of an expert in what, you know, how to overcome them and move on into, into a new part of your life. So my clarity around what to do, how to do it, the benefits of doing so, the way I was seeing relationships at the time with the masculine, I thought was actually quite helpful and useful. But also there was a story that um, I still wanted to express that I hadn't done, which was my first divorce. And so I, I thought actually, you know, it's helpful for me, but I think also what I've gleaned from my experiences will also be really helpful for others. My way of seeing this was very much from a place of empowerment very much from a place of taking responsibility and not coming from a place of upset or victimhood or anything like that. And I thought, actually, there is a space for that too, for women to be able to move on in a really empowered and sovereign way where they can actually see their ex-relationships as a way to do the thing that they need to do in order to create what they really truly desire in a relationship. So it was really a personal thing. And then it sort of became much more of a, actually, this can help other people too. When did you write it? So I wrote that one in 2000 and gosh, was it 2013, I think now? So it was quite a while ago. But what then sort of came from that was extraordinary. I decided to get PR as well for the book because I thought it was actually a really... No, it was a really important message. Um, and so I got a feature in Marie Claire. I was also asked to write in lots of magazines. 
I also started to gain more interest in terms of the work that I was doing. I was speaking about, I was asked to do a lot of speaking gigs as well. Um, and then the book sort of took a life of its own, to be honest. Um, at the time, my publisher, because I, I did a, a co-publishing deal, and they were amazing in finding um, licenses outside of the UK. And so the book got published in Chinese. It got published in Polish. It got published in um, Spanish. And it also got published in Singapore, well, Asia. It was really extraordinary because, of course, what I saw from all of this was the book had its own journey. I just wrote the first version and then the book had its own journey and decided to go and do what it needed to do in other, in other places and other spaces. And the one in Poland did extraordinarily well. I got a really nice royalty deal and I got a second bat where we sold a hell of a lot more. So um, it was fascinating to watch as this all unfolded. And the thing is, it wasn't just in, you know, this journey wasn't just... Um, that happened all in one year. No, the journey evolved and it happened over a longer period of time. So it's been 10 years now, hasn't it, since since that book came out? I got divorced in, to, in <laughs> 2013 and I, I remember actually looking for this kind of thing and not not finding it. Maybe your book came out after I got divorced and I missed it. Maybe, <laughs> it, maybe it did. Um, and what was extraordinary was that it's a bit like a child. You bear a child, you bear a book, you birth it into the world, and then you nurture it, it grows, it evolves, it has its own journey, and then it sort of leaves the nest and it kind of has its own own power in, in, in that. So what was interesting about it was that, um, as I said, um, it wasn't just it wasn't just the first year or the second year. It was the whole kind of evolution of it. So uh, my, my Spanish publishing deal happened four years ago now. So, you know, it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't just all in the same year. It, it, it It's had a life. And from that, from that Spanish part, I'm half Spanish. So I was living in Spain at the time. I got radio interviews. Um, I've had women come to me and ask me, you know, they said that they read the book, it changed their lives. But I remember in particular, this one instance, um, I wrote a piece in Huff, on the Huffington Post, which at the time was a really influential and it went viral. And I say it went viral because I had 1,200 comments under this one post I wrote. Oh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> Quite a bit, yeah. Most, A lot of it was horrible stuff uh, because oh, I wrote really? it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I was talking about a really sensitive subject, which is why I cheated on my husband, my ex-husband, my first husband. I wanted women who had done the thing to feel like, firstly, they weren't on their own. And secondly, that they that they didn't need to carry the guilt and shame that they may be carrying, um, because I carried that for a very long time. And what I did as a what why why that was so detrimental was is because I accepted that being treated badly was my was my punishment. And I remember having this conversation, saying, you know, I write because I want to make sure that my audience doesn't feel like they're the only one going through that. There's somebody that has been through it and there are going to be lots of other people that have been through it, but I want to be that voice for them. And on that day that I was sharing that with him, I got an inbox. I got a message in my inbox from a woman who said to me, I read your post. I then bought your book. It saved my life. Done. Yeah. <laughs> we can leave it there if you like. Gosh, 
there's just so much to unpick with with what you've just said there. I, I just want to go back slightly to what you were saying around when the, when that book came out that you went to get some PR to support you with with the book. Was that organized through the publisher or was that something that you independently sought out? That was sorted out through the publisher. Um, but I thought it was a really cool way to to have more of an impact with the book. What I never dreamed of, though, was that I would end up being on This Morning. That was just something that I honestly, but that wasn't the PR. That was just happened magically, as these things do. The book magic. (laughs) Which you were talking about, right? So I remember it was going to a networking meeting where I spoke to a journalist. I shared, I don't know if I gave her a copy of the book or I sent a copy of my book later on. Anyway, that was that. I was in Lanzarote, I think it was six months into, yeah, my, my, my son was six months old and I was at a retreat in Lanzarote at the time. And I got this message from her saying, ITV this morning is looking for, a, for somebody like you. Because you've written this book, I thought actually it might be, you would be perfect for the job. I said, okay, well, when is it? She said, tomorrow. And I was like, well, I'm in Lanzarote. I don't know if I can make it. And she goes, well, it's up to you. So anyway, she wasn't quite sure whether it's going to happen or not. In the end, it did. And I went, right, I'm going. So got on a plane, got in at one, found myself going to the studio the next day. I was exhausted because I was still breastfeeding my son. As you can imagine, he wasn't there anymore. So um, it wasn't so glamorous as I thought it might be. Anyway, we got to the studio and then I found myself just being interviewed by Philip Schofield and Amanda Holden. And I was going, oh my God, is this actually really happening? And how, how was it? What, what, you know, how did it feel being interviewed? What happened afterwards? It felt so surreal. It was just one of those moments where you just go, wow, this is really happening. <laughs> it was just really surreal. I can't actually use another word other than that because I was sitting next to a woman who runs an organization that is a, she basically has a detective agency where she hunts down people like me. Oh, is this like the honey trapping kind of thing? Basically to see if your partner's having an affair. Oh, right. Oh, did you have a clash with her on the sofa or was it all quite good natured? It was all pretty good natured because I, I understand that there's a, you know, there's a truth that is available to everybody. And ultimately she's got her truth. I've got mine. You know, she, there's a market for what she does. So that's all good. I think we were both there to share our part of that story. And I think it was a really interesting one, but it all came down to having written the book. Then from there, of course, um, having written the book and raised my profile, I got then interviewed for TV in the States, uh, an interview on Sky TV as well. I was then asked, or I put myself forward for um, when Dent decided to establish themselves in Asia, I wanted to write, I wanted to talk about profile um, because of what had happened, because of all of these experiences that I'd had. And then I got to speak in front of like six or 700 entrepreneurs on the stage. It's funny because you think it's linear. You think I write a book, I get more clients. That wasn't the journey I went on. I went on a completely different journey and I let the journey, let it be what it needed to be. Do you feel like it's kind of guided you? So one thing happens, so you go on this morning and then uh, as a result of that, you then get other inquiries for other opportunities and it's this kind of snowball effect. And, you know, are you are you the kind of person that just basically says yes to them all and explores them and sees what happens? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's come into, it's, it's a gift from life, right? And so 
um, what was so funny, and this is the bit I haven't told you, Sophie, which I find absolutely even more magical. I was sitting on the sofa in on my couch, exhausted, watching Sky, watching this morning, one morning after not having slept again, and gone. Be really cool to be on this program. Literally a week later, there I was. That is so surreal. <laughs> so I'm open. Because life is a real magical carpet ride. And ultimately, what then, as a, as a result of all of these things that occurred from this, what I then realized is that expressing myself in any way I can to be of service to others is actually why I'm here. That journey that I was taken on really confirmed it for me. It sounds like you've had a really fun ride with with the book for sure. All sorts of, of different things have come off the back of that. What advice would you have if someone approached you and said they were thinking about writing a book? What would you tell them? I would say yes. I mean, if you're thinking about it, there is already, there's your answer. Yes. The other, the other thing is what I realized too, is that it's such an amazing process to create to, to firstly have all of that knowledge all of that experience to release it it's a bit like creating space on your computer because you've got all of this stuff going on in your head and, and you're able to just share it and put it out there it is it creates more space for new information to come in for me it really solidified a process it organized a lot of what I was ruminating, having all up here into something really concrete, tangible. And that was really key because ultimately, if you want to share something with an audience, it has to have clarity. And there's nothing like writing things down to share that and organize and put into paragraphs, put into chapters. There is something about your content your seeing, your expression that gets organized. And that then can be created into a program, a talk, a YouTube videos. It can be, I mean, Audible picked up on this one as well, actually. I'd forgotten to say that. They picked up on it and they paid me to get my book on Audible. And would you say, have you made money from the book? I mean, you talk about some of the royalties there and there's clearly a huge audience for it. Have you made more money from the book itself or from the opportunities that that's then allowed you to to create in terms of, you know, talks and programs and packaging it in with other things? Well, I'm a bit of a weird one because I made more money from the book because of the licensing deals that I got. That's not to say that I didn't actually get clients from the other things because I did. I made quite a bit of money from the book, yeah. But that's unusual. Most people don't. It is, yeah. So anyone listening, don't think it's going to be the the ticket to make millions, but actually it can create lots of opportunities. And I guess to actually make money from the book itself is, is a bonus because it's probably not why you wrote it in the first place. So exciting. So when's the new book coming out there, Marina? <laughs> I'm figuring, you know, I'm... I'm sort of coming out and birthing this into the world now. It's new for me too. So I'm exploring this. Um, I'm exploring what that might look like. And what I want to do differently this time is I would write the book and I didn't really have a huge audience. So what I'd like to do this time is actually build my audience first and then write it when there's people to read it. Because I think that's another important piece to this is my sense is that while 
it can raise your profile. What I've seen with the people that have written books that already have a huge audience, that's where you can make the most impact with your book because ultimately you've already got an audience that you can share that with. And I'd like to do it differently this time. So I'm birthing a new circle into the world right now called the Unshackled Expression Circle for women who have been suppressing their expression with the masculine. I really enjoyed hearing your examples and your stories and your book has certainly taken you to some super interesting places. I will make sure that we have the links to your books in the show notes. Where is the best place for people to find you? Where do you hang out? They can find me on Facebook. I'm, I kind of hang out there. And then I've got a website called marinapearson.com. And if somebody wants to, they, they can ta- take their little people-pleasing test there if they want to. Thank you so much, Marina, for joining me. This has been a great chat and I'm sure it will have inspired people thinking about writing a book to get stuck in and get started. If you want to connect with Marina, you will find all of her details in the show notes. Thank you for listening. If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.